What's up, guys? My name is Barn Saunders, and you're listening to the Sunday Recovery Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. And on this podcast, we will be talking about recovery in the broadest, most general sense possible. Recovery is so much more than just getting over something. Whether that be drugs, loss, physical injury, or mental health, the principles of recovery can be applied to all areas of life. And in this podcast, we're going to be focusing on everything and anything that can cause struggles in life or cause great success in life, and how to navigate through the good and the bad times, as well as getting on the path of recovery from any and all setbacks or choices that may have led you down the wrong path. Another thing I want to emphasize is recovery is a constant progression forward. And what that means is recovery doesn't ever end. You can recover from something and then always fall right back to where you were. That's why in recovery, and especially here on the Sunday Recovery Podcast, you won't hear us talk about how to recover and be finished. Recovery is always pushing forward and striving for betterment, even when the original reason for starting recovery is no longer a factor in your daily life. What's going on, guys? I want to say thanks to everyone for tuning in again this week. And this week's episode is going to be a continuation of last week's. This is going to be part two of the episode with my good friend, Nick Montaneri. So without any further ado, let's uh, go ahead and jump right in. Um, is like everything you said and, and this the whole the premise of like just being with yourself Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think a big piece of it is being okay with being by yourself and your own thoughts Mm -hmm. and just letting them come and then letting them go. Yeah. Um, cause I don't know about you, man, but I just, dude, I be thinking about some crazy shit, (laughs) dude. (laughs) And that's like the coolest. I'll have some sick thoughts, man. I'll be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) That's like the coolest and like coolest on one hand and like you know, most frightening sometimes, like yeah. part of it is like, until you kind of explore like what your brain is all about through meditation or something like that, like everyone's capable of thinking every kind of thought, like yep. you said, like there are all, there are crazy things that you did not mean to come into your head that like yeah. do. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like, and, what do you do with that? Yeah. And, and sitting there meditating gives you the chance to, you know, kind of reassure yourself, like, Oh, it's, it's okay. You right. know, it's natural. Like right. these thoughts are natural. Like I, there's nothing wrong with me for obsessing about this one thought. However, in order for me to, you know, function better, you know, get a, you know, more peace of mind, I have to be able to let that thought go and, and ground myself, yeah. get back on the right. present. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like, they're just therapy between yeah. you and you. Dude, and so something something I want to ask you about is is so first off I wanna I wanna ask you if you ever tried this. So a a good friend of mine once told me um, that you know they meditate anywhere. So they'll meditate like on a bench, like in mm. in DC, like downtown DC, or like like you know in a park, like where people are around, like kids are playing games, like pick up soccer game going on. Yeah, a lot of noise, yeah. um, and they'll meditate. Like, they'll just close their eyes and, you know, have their thoughts be bouncing all around based on the noise, yeah. but then bring it back in and, and focus on their breathing. Yeah. But, like, for, for, like, one minute, and then they'll go back to their day. And and this friend, also they also told me they do it at work, too. Like, if they're, you know, they'll complete a task at work, 
and then they'll just like stand up, close their eyes, yeah. set a set a two minute timer, then get back to it. Yeah. I haven't been able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't been able to do it for yeah. me. For me, when I tried it, um, I tried it. Um, where was I when I tried it? I was, oh, I was I was actually at the beach, um, and I tried it. Yeah. And uh, for me, I couldn't uh, let the thoughts go. Mm. I kept opening my eyes and being like, like, I'm thinking way too much about this. Yeah. And I. But then you're now you're thinking about thinking about thinking. Exactly. Kind of like, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I can see how it how it would be almost. Um, the way that I kind of think about that is like I could see how that would be even more self-assuring of like it's okay that I have these thoughts like. I can ground myself even when I'm yeah. occupied by my own thoughts. Yeah. Um, have you Have you ever done it? Like at work, like you'll just like take a little step back and like deep breaths for like a minute, close your eyes. Yeah, it's um. Nah, like you I, don't have time well, for that. Bro. Well, like like I, well, like like I said, like, like <laughs> you don't have time like, for like, that. Like the park bench thing, or like at work, or like yeah. anywhere. Like, no, you mean. It should be when you're like alone because you don't want to be like on a date and you're like, oh well, yeah. Hold on for a sure. second. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna step uh, into the bathroom real quick. Yeah, I gotta meditate uh, on this. Yeah, or you just yeah. But um, um but no, nah. but it is. I think. Again, like the point, I think is not to be like good at it. Like so, you said you're trying on the beach and you were like, oh my god, like this is totally different. Yeah. You know, but like I, I don't think the point is to be good at it, but like the point is. The most important thing, at least for me, is like, yeah, I've done it on like the park bench or like anytime you're alone or like working or whatever. Like, there's yeah. plenty of opportunities to just kind of like sit and be alone. But I think where the value really comes in is like the radar, like I was talking about, like you have this awareness of when you feel like it'd be best to kind of step back. Yeah. And just knowing that. And like taking yourself to that place where you can just kind of sit or whatever yeah. and breathe or whatever, I think that for me is like the most important thing. Dude, oh yes, yeah. the most valuable thing. It doesn't matter if like I'm sitting there and I have all these thoughts like bouncing around or whatever, but um, I just think like even being in public and having that kind of background awareness of like how you're doing inside, um, yeah. I think like that's that's where I find the most valuable value in it. And yeah, like in public, like. I'll, and people do this all the time, but like normally people don't call it meditating. It's like people will sit down on the park bench and just like watch life go by. Right. And like I think that's way, meditating. In a way, well, in yeah. a way, it's like a technique where like I'm sure like those people who do it and like I've done it sometimes where like you're just watching things and you're like you don't even feel like you're doing anything, right? Yeah. It's just like the stream of watching life go by, and I think yeah, like that. It, it, there's infinite valid ways to or techniques to you know get to the same place yeah um yeah and i think it's totally something worth trying like if yeah. you know if, if, if it's something you're exploring like give it a go and for yeah. anyone that wants to try yeah something like dude that. i do. i love that take on it yeah i love or that it's take all on just it. it's all just different there's infinite different routes to the yeah. same kind of point yeah. and, but the problem is that point is like unexplainable because it's nothing right yeah it's just a bunch of nothing yeah, there's and there's no like right or wrong way to do it. Um, like when I first started doing it, I would like you know have to be by myself, no noise at all, in the quiet, in the dark, maybe candle, like something smelling nice, like you yeah, know, yeah. like and it to, in my mind, I would I would envision like 
you know, oh, meditation, like it's this big ritual thing. Like, you know, you have to do the same thing a certain way. You have to get your right. mind and into the zone. it's tough because there are like, like, like ma- all major religions are essentially based around or they have, you know, things based around meditation, right? Oh, yeah. So it can be kind of like intimidating yeah. in that way. Um, yeah, it was, it was huge for me to, you know, really to just start talking to people about it yeah. and, and get all these different, you know, takes on it, what works for other people, see it, you know, how they describe yeah. it. Because um, it, it kind of helped me get past that view of like, oh, I'm not doing this right. Because that, dude, that's what I used to think. Right, yeah. Like when I, the first couple yeah. times I tried to meditate, I was like, oh, I'm not doing this yeah. right. Because I'm not, you know, I'm thinking about stuff. Like I'm doing this all wrong. I, like I, felt, I can't I do this. I the same. And it, it, yeah. it got to a point where I, I kind of just realized I was like, it's unique to you like this yeah. whole i mean the everything that you see or you hear like that is you experience that alone like only you know what meditation is for you, for you yeah right exactly and so like you just have to develop that sense of like am i calm and then you know what that feels like and you can return to it when you want yeah and that's a cool thing dude do you uh do you guys meditate in jujitsu they do it for um the kids classes it's kind of yeah. funny like i'll go to like one of the monday classes and they have the kids class before and then they have them all like sit in a row and yeah. they're like everyone can you just like take a couple deep breaths and we're gonna sit just on the ground for like two minutes and just just replay close your eyes and replay like the moves we went through today and then at the end they like they bow they say us and then it's on um yeah we don't do we do like some yoga to warm up in jiu-jitsu classes okay um, right on but i have been to I, I have been to a couple gyms that like mindfulness is a really big part of you know their practice um, oh, yeah. i don't i don't think my gym does it just because of time mm. um but yeah there's a really cool like history of that kind of practice in martial arts it definitely is and it's super cool. yeah I, I bring it up because uh like martial arts was when I first was introduced to meditation. Yeah. Um, but it yeah. was, we were talking about this with, with Tansudo. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That. Um, but yeah, so with Tansudo, like we meditate at the start and end of every class. Um, but you know, it was never really, sounds like a similar thing that, that what they do with, with the kids classes. Right. Like it was like, you know, deep breath in, think about what you want to accomplish this class. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, like reflect on it. Um, so, you know, I would, I would take it as sort of a time to just uh, like reflect. Yeah. Um, and like, but, but when I was doing it, I would focus on like the martial art itself. Um, yeah. And like, what, it, what do I need to do better about my technique and stuff? Right. Um, the, the present. Exactly. Know, like why, the yeah, present. Yeah. And, and then afterwards, I would feel good because then, you know, I had a little bit of time where I thought of, I dedicated time to thinking about that stuff. Yeah. So then like, you know, for the next hour or so after class, I wouldn't be like beating myself up over like, right. oh, I fucked yeah, this up at yeah. class. Like, you know, I, I need to get my back kick better. Like, I, you know, I was messing up that form. I need to learn those moves better. Um, so I think, and, and that's something that I kind of noticed myself doing today is if I have something stressing me out, um, but I, you know, even though I have a plan of action and I know it's going to get taken care of, yeah. um, especially stuff that's out of my control. Right. So as long as I already, you know, did everything I can do and I'm waiting for an outside factor for a situation. Right. Right. Um, dude, I will obsess about that shit until I'm right. fucking sweating. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah and yeah. like playing all these different outcomes, yeah. outcomes in my mind. Like, 
you know, it could happen like this. And then if, if that happens, then I would have to do this. But then maybe this could happen. Then I would have to do this. But maybe it won't happen like that way at all. You know, right. maybe. Yeah. And um, when I meditate and that thought comes in and I'm like, okay, it's natural. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. It's going to get taken care of. Yeah. It's okay that I'm thinking about it. Right. Yeah. Let me let that go and focus on my breath. Yeah. When I do that, you know, then I, I obsess about that stuff less. Like, a, yeah, you know, for the next yeah. day or so, you know, I won't be as, as obsessive about it. Right. Um, I, that kind of like thinking, I, you know, I still experience a lot is like when you're kind of running through these scenarios in the future, like you don't know what's going to happen. Like yeah. you could go this way, this way, this way. Like it's like a meant, it's like a trick because you, you feel like you're doing this stuff. Like right. You're actually going through the activity, but nothing is happening. Yeah. Right. And so like, like you said, like when you get time to like sit alone, like it brings those things like right in front of you and you get to see them for what they are and they're just thoughts, whatever, they're not actually happening, all that good stuff. Exactly. Um, and you find peace with it and you're like, you know, fuck it, I'm going to go breathe some more like that. Yep. feels good. I'm going to go yep. do that. Right. Um, yeah, it's very it's cool. cool. But I actually, um, since we were talking about sports, I read something, I forget her name, but it was, um, like an Olympic runner and someone asked interviewed her like if she had ever because athlete professional athletes everywhere like kobe was a huge proponent of meditation for example like they have certain techniques that they do before after games during games or whatever but um this runner she when asked was like do you meditate or do you have a meditation technique that you use to like focus or something and she was like no and then you know a few questions down the line someone got it out of her that like oh yeah but like when I'm running, like, and it starts to, like, really hurt in my legs, like, I'll just repeat the same verse from a song over and over in my head because I like it. And, I'm like, right. that makes, like, that just clicked so well f for me. It's just, like, it's entirely personal. Yeah. Like, that's what calms her down. Like, exactly. fucking do it. Like, yeah. if there's no right or Dude, wrong. for me, I'll, uh, I'll just count, like, in my head. Yeah. Like, literally just count and focus on, like, counting at a steady yeah. pace. Um, and then next thing I know, like whatever it is that I was really stressing about, I'm like not as, not as stressed or I'm, or yeah. the moments passed and I'm like cool with things. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, that shit also helps me when I'm trying to sleep too. Yeah. <laughs> like they're counting sheep. They, counting yeah. Sheep. They talk about counting sheep dude. Cause I'll, uh, you know, I'll just see how high I can count. Next thing you know, I'm out. Yep. Um, I think it's cause it helps calm the mind. You know? Yeah, it's like a familiar. Yeah. It's like a familiar thing. The numbers don't change. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. It's just something you know you can handle, and that yeah. naturally you know calms you down. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Dude, something I do. Um, something that, I, and I actually do this on a regular basis. Um, like I'll do this like several times throughout the day. Is um, just ground myself on on my senses, um, and I feel like in in a way even that could be meditation. Like. Yeah. If I'm like stressing about, you know, waiting on an email back and it's like, you know, it's going to be pretty crucial to this project I'm working on and I'm obsessing and I'm already typing up a draft email response yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I should really be working on this instead of, you know, worrying about how I'm going to react to this. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll just like push my chair back a little from my desk or I'll like stand up and uh, I'll just think about like, all right, what's something I can see? What's something I can hear? With something I can feel, yeah. With something I can smell, with something I totally. can taste, um, and I'll do that, dude. So these are. Have you? I'm curious. Sorry to interrupt. But like, I'm curious if have you thought about like 
in the way when I started like meditation, I thought about like, or before I started, I thought about like, have I been doing something like this before? And like, I, I realized that like, since I was young, yeah. I had been doing all kinds of things yeah. to like calm myself down. And I think you know, I have the theory that like everyone has been, you know, doing something, doing something like that. Like, have yeah. you had any kind of experience with that? Yeah, I definitely have. Um, so, dude, like back uh, back in high school, like I used to get big time like pregame jitters. Um, you know, one of my buddy, one of my buddies, dude was a savage. Like he would literally like just piss himself before the games, but like on purpose. <laughs> on though. purpose, like, literally on purpose. <laughs> and you didn't? No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't man, do that. Everybody, I didn't do that. But what, what I would do, himself. what I would do was like purposely like push my socks all the way down. So they were like mad uncomfortable. Like I would wedge them down into my cleats and then like I would go up to the line and then just pull them up real quick. And for whatever reason, like, you know, everyone has yeah. those pregame rituals. Yeah. yeah like, like um, Evan Longoria would look at the left, top of the left field. Yeah. Pole, like yeah. something I, I adopted from my, my grandfather unknowingly when I was really young was like, he would just kind of look up and like, I guess subliminally, like looking up is yeah. like more positive, whatever. But like it was so, you know, just something dude, and, that I, I adopted. What I, yeah, and what I realized is, you know, just just like you were saying, and and it's crazy you said that because I didn't even start like paying attention to it until I got into meditation and talking to other people about it. Um, but I took shit like that, like my pregame rituals. I took that sort of stuff, like even when I wasn't playing sports, I would do stuff like before a test. I would like. You know, move my arm, uh, wristband around a little bit, just like three yeah. times around, and get started on an exam or something. Nice. Um, like if, especially if I was like really stressing or worrying about it. Um, so so yeah, it's um, interesting. To, last last thing on this, but it's interesting. I think it's in some way like a um, like a connection. Like each, if you have, if you do the same thing over and over again, like or something like that. Like I think in a way, like you said, like when you go through your senses, it kind of helps you like reconnect with reality in a way. And like, you've seen the movie like Inception or something. He has yeah, that the little thing that spinner. he brings yep. to know whether it's real or not. Yeah. Like what, whatever, you know, he has around him is real or not. And I think like that is like part of so many of, you know, these meditation techniques that we've been talking about. It's just like reconnecting, grounding, whatever, yeah. looking around the room, just remembering that you're, you're still alive and you're not just like this thinking, thing that goes that replays things over and over in your head you know exactly dude the uh the the grounding thing with uh with the senses that's um that's what i i do that um whenever i'm uh triggered Mm. um and i did that shit a lot when i first got clean did they Um, did they teach you any of this kind of stuff in oh yeah yeah everyone has like their own their own like processes and ways um but the number the number one thing that helps is calling someone and talking, right, yeah, talking through, yeah, talking yeah. through it with someone. Um, but I'll, a lot of times, um, it can be fucking hard to pick up the phone, dude. Like yeah. it can be hard to pick up the phone and call someone. Yeah. Um, especially like, dude, like I'm sick, man. Like I'll, uh, I'll be like, oh shit. Like, you know, like it would actually be real fucking nice to get a nice cold beer right now. I just had a long <laughs> day at work, man. Like the sun is out. And I, and, yeah. and like now where I'm at in my recovery is like, I know I'm going to call someone. Like, I, I know I'm, right. I also know that, yeah, like I need, I need to go to a meeting. Like I need to get some recovery in my life. Um, but I'll, uh, dude, I'm sick. I like obsess about that shit. I'll fantasize about that Corona <laughs> with some water droplets on the outside of the bottle and the lime. And then yeah. I'll be like, I'll catch myself. I'll be like, all right, now it's starting to get like, 
little outside of right. reality. Because you, you, deep down, like, I know. This ability to like kind of step out. Exactly. And yeah. Because deep down, I know I'm. Uh, I'm just getting a, a sense of euphoria by fantasizing about that. Because um, I know I'm. You know, I know I'm not going to do it. Right. But if I if I just keep doing that, then who knows what the fuck I'll do? So right, that's yeah. that's when I'll come You'll in. Convince I'll, yourself. Yeah. Exactly. That's when I'll come in and I'll ground myself. I do the senses thing. And then I'll pick up the phone or yeah. I'll just pick up the phone immediately. Um, but, right. um, but yeah, dude, when, uh, so, uh, before I even had a year clean, um, I went out to Colorado, uh, with my family for a ski trip. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was fucking awesome, man. Like every, yeah. every time I go out and visit my uncle in Denver, dude, yeah. I, I want to move to Denver. Yeah. I think I'm going, I'm trying to convince Clemens to move to Denver. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see about that. What, what was it she said about the neon light? She's not for it. Not for it. Yeah. She's as, as of right now, not she's not for it. it. Just we're not for it. Yeah. We're we're planning a trip out there uh, for this summer, man. Yeah. It's gonna be sick. We're gonna go yeah. mountain biking, zip lining. Um, but yeah. So so as you know, I'm a huge skier. So yeah. you know, I love going out to Colorado. And you know, I think I had what was that July, September. I had like seven months clean. Um, and I went out, you know, to Colorado mm-hmm. and, uh, dude, get on the fucking slopes, even not even on the slopes yet in the parking lot at the resort, right? Straight bud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro, everyone, Colorado, man. everyone is yeah. just out there chiefing. And I hadn't smelled weed in like seven months. Like the, oh, wow. like when I, when I got clean, first time I smelled weed was out in Colorado. Yeah. And in almost instantaneous, I was just like, "Damn, right, smells yeah. so good." Yeah. <laughs> and it was, uh, I I remember I was, you know, I remember calling uh, my my friends in recovery, my friends who were clean and sober, and and be like, "Hey, man, like, shit's kind of hard, bro. right? Like, yeah. everyone's out here chiefing, like people are smoking on the chairlift, like, you know, you're just smelling it. Right. You know, we stop at the lodge to eat, you walk outside, people, you're smelling it. Yep." Um, and you know, also, also I had my family there and, and dude, this is something I'm so, you know, I'm, I'm truly beyond grateful for how supportive of my recovery, my family is. And also, you know, also how much they, they understand it, um, and how much they, you know, like pay attention to it and and talk to me about it. Yeah. Um, like dude, my mom asked me questions about it all the time, which, you know, right from the start, um, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, so I had them there and it was, you know, like they helped talk yeah. me, they helped talk me through it too, yeah. which it's was so, sweet. Dude, it really is like just a blessing to have, you know, people in your life that sometimes they know you better than you know you. Exactly. Right. And yeah. Uh, Especially in those yeah. moments. Right. Where, uh, dude, cause you know, like I, like I associate, um, I associate skiing with getting, getting fucked up with getting high. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I skied while tripping acid. <laughs> and like, like you know like so almost every time i'm on the slopes at least once throughout my time on the slopes i'll uh think like yo like remember that like right. hey, hey BK, yeah. right remember that one time yeah. where the trees were going crazy right yeah yeah <laughs> so uh and and it's not just skiing right it's it's a lot of stuff um that i just you know sure, I, there's a whole I still list social- of things exactly that, like you know you exactly you've done yeah high or whatever and it's yeah. just like yeah, so it's it's moments like that where uh, where it's especially helpful um, not only to have people in my life that help you know walk walk me through and talk me through those moments, um, but also just an understanding of like you know whatever it is I'm thinking, 
that doesn't have to be my reality anymore. Um, yeah. Like I used to have a thought and then immediately act upon it. Um, right. Like, and that was like every day when I, you know, <laughs> dude, I would, I would wake up and like hit bomb immediately. Yeah. So, you know, I would be like, it's, it's just like now when I have those thoughts, it's not an immediate um, satisfaction that I need to yeah. get. And you just, you know what they are now. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, meditation is huge for that. It's yeah. huge for that. Dude, um, on uh, on season one, we actually had a whole whole episode uh, with meditation as right. a topic. Yeah. I don't know if you heard it, um, but it was it was with my good friend Alex Jones. Um, and it was it was awesome, man. We went in deep with that shit. And and something that's crazy is um, he pulled up a study um, where they studied, you know, the brain activity of people that were on psychedelics mm-hmm. and also people that were in deep meditation. And it was very, very yep. similar um, what yeah. the brain activity was looking like, yeah, which to me is, is I, crazy. I, yeah, my, I thought about that. And I think my, <laughs> theory, my theory with it is it just kind of, um, again, with like the focus on the present, it just like it brings, it's like, you know, it's like it brings so much to the your, present. your yeah. thoughts become visual, right? Like you exactly. see, you know, you see what you're thinking, like yep. it all happens now and, um, yeah, that's that's a super interesting phenomenon. Like I Yeah, had I, had you heard about that? Yeah, like I okay, I, yeah. I had you know, I had come to know that like there were certain similarities between deep meditation and, you know, uh, tripping just through that main thing is that it brings you totally, you know, into here. Like whatever you need to deal with is going to, you're going to have to deal with because yeah. yeah, whether you like it or not is kinda the the thing. Yeah. yeah, dude. Um, something something that I think is interesting about uh about like like my active addiction as as far as the progression goes, is um, like dude, I totally, totally used to view psychedelics as like a spiritual experience. Um, right, and that's a tough that's a tough thing. It is yeah. a tough thing, right? So so here's here's just my own experience on it, right? So like. First time I tr- uh, first time I ever had a psychedelic experience um, was you know summer before college tripping acid with my buddies. Um, I had a couple of my friends from high school and like we we're in Shenandoah River Valley, camping for the weekend, you know going on long hikes through the woods, tripping our balls off. But you know I it it wasn't with the intention of like a crazy party or like a crazy fun time. It was, it was like, I went into it with the intention of like, Oh, this is going to be a new experience. Um, and I, you know, I also had some shit that I wanted to like work out like in my head, like, you know, about like what life path I wanted to take. Mm -hmm. Um, and dude, for a while, that's how I did every trip. Like every, every time I tripped, I would, I would space them out hella and I would only trip if it was going to be outside like mm-hmm. around nature where we could go on hikes and stuff. Um, yeah. And I don't know exactly when or where it changed, uh, but it got to the fucking point where I'd be in fucking bents right. off mushrooms, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, talking to a girl, watching yeah. her face melt away. And I, yeah. and I kind of was like, oh yeah, like I'm no longer doing this in any spiritual way, right. shape or form. I'm doing this to right. get fucked up at party. Right. Um, That's a tough balance because like obviously – wouldn't recommend drugs like or psychedelics for anyone who that meditation can also accomplish right kind of exactly that's that's but exactly the truth what is like they do there are spiritual 
routes to it, but um, yeah. remember I sent you a text about this because I was like curious about what my relationship was to that as well. Yeah. Um, and it was so simple. It was like, just once you get the message, hang up the phone. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's exactly what you experienced in Bents or wherever yeah. the point was where it was like, okay, like there's so there's a total difference between what I'm doing now and what I'm, you know, I used to do or whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah. I've heard, um, dude, I've heard people, you know, a lot of people talk about like psychedelics as being a tool. Um, and you know, I don't discredit that or anything. I just, I just know from me, um, that, you know, I progressed in my active addiction where it didn't matter what it was. If it was going to fuck me up, right, yeah. I wanted to do as much of it as I could, whenever I could. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, uh, you know, if you think about psychedelics as being a tool, um, like dude, a hammer is a tool. Um, you know, like a saw is a tool. Right. It can create or destroy. Yeah. Right? You could fuck something up with the right, saw. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, dude, I was fucking myself up with psychedelics at the end of my road. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was, and that was across, that was, you know, that was obviously not just psychedelics. Right. But and like I, those things, sorry to interrupt, but like those no, things, no. like, like psychedelics, like, just can get out of control easily because it's yeah. something else influencing you. Like, you have to, like, it's hard to remember that, but it yeah. is like, if you get too far of it, you become this totally other thing that, like, is not you or whatever. Yeah. And then, that's where it can totally, you know, be used as a tool to destroy, right? Yeah, precisely, um, precisely. Um, yeah, dude, it's it's kind of wild to me, um, dude. There's there's a lot of stuff going on now with uh, psychedelic use in a therapy setting. Oh yeah, um, to of, help yeah, stuff like really PTSD. Cool yeah, yeah, it's and I think that sort of stuff is is awesome. Um, yeah. but you know, I you know, for me. I can't use that shit therapeutically. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> like not anymore. Maybe a maybe at one point um, I did think that I was, um, and you know, it's today I don't I don't try to dwell on that of like if I could or not. Yeah, um, dude, because there's there's a lot of stuff like that where it can very quickly lead lead people back. Um, right. Yeah, and you can't like, especially with like psychedelics or anything yeah. like. It's something else. If you the second you depend on it, that's a you've crossed. There's a different exact existence yeah. that you're having right now. Yeah. Um, um, but with the therapeutic thing, like if it happens to be like worthwhile and you know doctor sanctioned or whatever, yeah. and if it's good for people, good. Oh, like, I hope it gets to that point. If it's good for people, same dude. Um, same. There's there's a lot of research going into it these days. Um, you know, if it can help someone with PTSD in a therapeutic setting, like. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. You know, there's there's all sorts of stuff um, like that. That is, you know, I won't discredit it. Um, oh yeah, I'll let the, I'll let the doctors kind of take exactly, it away, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but dude, I so a, a buddy of mine um, who's now clean, by the way, and he's got a lot of clean time now. But he, you know, he slipped up one time um, because he, you know, he was like. He, he hit me up. I was like, hadn't heard from him in a while. I was like, hey, dude, how you doing? Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm doing great, man. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I did uh, drop a tab. Um, but it was in the desert. I was on vacation um, with, you know, good friends and family. Um, and, and he said, he said, it was a real nice spiritual journey, man. Yeah. And, he, and he didn't, you know, he didn't do any other substances. Um, but then, you know, 
he decided he needed another spiritual journey. Right. Because yeah. in in his mind, like, and, and this is how he explained it to me. He was like, I had justified the use of it because it went well. It was a great experience. You know, he didn't immediately turn around and go back to opioids. Right. Yeah. So yeah. he convinced himself like, oh, I can do it again. Right. And that's, but then that's this, a, the second time he did it, he smoked a little weed with it. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough yeah. trick because like, just because experience one was good, that doesn't mean experience two or exactly. two million like yeah. has no risk. Like, exactly. The risk is exactly, exactly. the same. So experience one could have gone shit and you would never do it again. Yeah. But like, you know, yeah. it's just hard to realize like, oh, if I had a great trip or whatever, drinking or whatever like experience the first time if it was good to get into that thought where it's like it's always good yeah exactly dude and um that's that shit uh sometimes my mind will play tricks on me uh basically the same way with stuff like a joint Mm. um because like in in my in my own personal experience i never faced any real consequences due to weed um but that's that's how my disease that's what my disease will tell me right, the consequence right. i faced hella consequences because of weed dude right you right. know let me, let me rephrase that let me rephrase <laughs> that you know i might have to take that part out because it's just not true um yeah. but but sometimes i'll think that way i'll think you know nothing bad ever happened to me because i was smoking weed right whole time shit ton of bad stuff happened i was lazy as fuck i was unproductive yeah. you know i was yeah, it's right. and and all that stuff is bad, but I'll be quick to dismiss being lazy and unproductive and eating like shit because I smoke bud. I'll dismiss that stuff um, because I was ODing off fucking fentanyl-laced benzos. Like that shit is clearly fucked. Right. Whereas you know when I would smoke a blunt and then just sit on the couch and like watch South Park. Yeah. Um. You know, I I a lot of times I don't view that in the same category. Um. And because of that, I'll get to right. thinking like, yeah, I could smoke a joint and like, you know, maybe, yeah, I'd be lazy and I'd waste the rest of my afternoon, but it wouldn't be totally detrimental to my life. Um, and I, so I bring this up because you, you mentioned that thing about risk. Um, dude, today I look at the risk versus reward. Yeah. The risk of me smoking a joint and thinking that I can, you know, <laughs> only smoke one joint. Bro, when have I ever just smoked one joint, right, dude? Yeah. Like, I'm lying to myself. <laughs> I'm really lying to myself if I think that's where it's going to yeah. stop. Um, and, you know, what's what's the reward of that? Like, you know, you're, get stoned. You're sitting on the couch watching well, South Park exactly. or something. Yeah, yeah there's no, good, there's right? no yeah. fucking reward. Right. The reward is slim to none. Um, and it's so not worth the risk of, of where that could lead me. And, and that's a huge difference in how I think about stuff like that. Yeah. Um, cause dude, if, if I'm being honest, when I first got clean, I would think all the time, like, yo, I, I need to stick with this for a long time and then I'll be good to drink and smoke weed again. Mm. You know, as long as I just drink and, and even before I got clean, I tried that so many times, dude. I can't even, I don't even know how many times I would say like, yo, I'm just going to drink and I'm just going to smoke butt. Yeah. Like, I'm done with the bars, I'm done with the coke, I'm done with the molly, yeah. like, right, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm done with all this other shit, like, I'm gonna just smoke my weed, drink my beer, and I and everything would be fine, um, and, you know, maybe it would have been fine, um, but I, yeah, I but don't were, know. But that would have made, like, not, that would have made things harder for you, like, yeah, yeah, so, it makes it a lot easier if you just say, like, 
you don't want to do anything. I mean, it makes it exactly hard, harder in a sense, but also like more simple and like yeah, you know, less lower risk. Totally. If you, totally. you kind of just give it all up. Yeah, and um, and it's you know just just like with everything else, man. Like I can, uh, you know, I can I can really see how um, that would just lead me right back to where I was, dude. That that should actually happen to me. So you were you remember when I first got clean, um, and I was clean for like six months after I got the DWI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, then I turned twenty one, and I been, dude, I've been clean and sober yeah. for six months, and I turned twenty one on my twenty first birthday. I was like, yo. I'm gonna have one shot of Hennessy. Like, yeah. uh, you know, it's like I was with my ex at the time, you know, I had proof to her, I had proof to my family, my close friends, like, you know, I got my shit together. Clearly I don't have a problem, otherwise right. I wouldn't have been able to quit for right. this long. Um, dude, that night I drank like a fifth of Hennessy and then went went out and snuck a couple Zans in. Yeah. And was like popping Zans and like could have died that night. Yeah. Um, all from saying, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna have one shot. Right. And that's, that's like, that's like such a tough thing because you have no experience to go off of. Like you had never, you had never turned 21 before after six months of sobriety and like thinking thinking through like what would happen with that. Yeah. You know, there's no, it's it's like hard to blame you because it's just like you never have had that experience before. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, yeah, it's wild. Dude, how, um... When you when you think about like uh, like having just just a beer, like what do you what do you do when you play the tape all the way through? Like what does that look like for you? Hmm. That's tough. Um, I think that I've understood like such a sense of peace and like happiness that might still exist if I had a beer or two and like I can keep it all under control um but I think that like each day you know not being not drinking or smoking or whatever you know it gets I get more clear and it gets better and better I'm just like that was my thought process initially, like when I first started out, you know, not doing anything. I was like, I'm gonna keep doing this because, you know, each day gets better and better. Like, why would I stop? It makes no stop. sense, right? Um, yeah, and that that really like just hasn't changed because if I, have, yeah. you know, if I have a beer, if I if I think, if I have like a craving for a beer or like smoke a joint or whatever, you know, the, the thought comes into my head. I'm like, dude, like you been able to do like some crazy things that you've never done in your life and, and you know just been incredibly peaceful and stuff like why would you even risk you know having a beer and potentially or like potentially a few and going down this hole that you've never gone down before you know mm. it's hard yeah it, it, I don't really know like what I think in that time like if I ever think about having a, a beer or something like that but um, I just think I have like an overwhelming still desire to just not do it. Like it's just, um, Hell yeah. yeah, I think like that, that as long as I keep developing that, like it makes, you know, saying no to that stuff a lot easier. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. dude, I, so yeah. I, first off, thanks, 
Thanks for answering that question. Yeah, it's, I've, it's really I've been really hard, like because it's really I've hard been curious to, about it's really that. hard to explain yeah. because like I've been curious I'll, I'll about tell people, it. Like if I want to have a drink, like I'd have a drink, but I just like it feels like it's not even me like that is yeah. saying I don't want to have a drink. It's just like I don't. It's just like I don't drink. Like I don't. You know, it's not something no. I want to do anymore. It's hard yeah. to explain. I'm, yeah. So I I think you did a good job explaining it. Um, I can totally relate to to all of that and. The main reason that I was so curious about it is, you know, for, for me and a lot of people I know, like, um, like, dude, for me, I hit a really, uh, like, deep, like, dark, like, bottom where, like, where, like, IOD, like, in my parents' house type shit. My little brother, like, woke up and found me. Um, and so, like, when I, when I'm playing the tape all the way through, like, I know, like, thinking to myself like oh i can smoke this joint and you know everything will be fine like as long as i only smoke a joint like that's where i can i visualize those moments um you know i visualize the moments where where i'm coming to out of an overdose or i think back to like my first couple nights in rehab which fucking sucked bro (laughs) like like it (laughs) fucking sucked dude and um you know i have that shit to think back to um and you know what what the main reason why I asked that question is because I think it's so important for for people to understand and it's it's important for me to understand that not everyone has to have the same or you know an an equal rock bottom yeah. um and you know everyone's moment where they you know make the decision to get clean or get sober right it looks different yeah. and I feel like dude like for me for a long time I was like I had this this mindset of like, oh, like, you know, I'm not fucked up bad enough to get clean yet. Right. I'm not yeah. fucked up. <laughs> you know yeah. what I you totally. know what I mean though? Yeah. yeah. So dude, I I think like specifically like your story, it is it is so powerful and I I really feel like it could, you know, touch a lot of people and move a lot of people who it. are, yeah. you know, they they may be really wondering, like, you know, what would my life be like if I just got sober? I'm yeah. like, how much better could it be? Um, yeah, but and like that is that is something that I played over and over in my head like last summer, and I was just like, like I said, like it again, a million different reasons that I'm sure a lot of people you know already know, like health wise, why yeah. you should stop drinking or smoking. Like that's all true. Like I promise you, that's all true. But like, you know, for me generally, it was just that overwhelming, you know like voice or whatever the overwhelming feeling you know that i had where it was just like nick just fucking try it like just like you want to do it why are you waiting to do it like give it a shot and i trusted in that and like it's been amazing ever since like it's awesome dude yeah to your point like it's fucking awesome if i ever if i ever think like like, oh like you know like because like yeah i get like like my body gets like cravings for like a beer on a nice sunny day, like you said, like the Corona effect. Yeah, or, <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> the Corona, the corona effect. effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just something so appealing about that that bottle, like right. sweating. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, like, like I'll, I'll like I'll feel that, and I'm just like, if it ever gets like that strong, like the urge, I'll just be like, because I had been playing this over and over in my head before I got sober, like of the reasons why I don't even need to drink anything anymore. I was just like, what am I going to get from this? Like, I'm thinking like very specifically and clearly about it. I'm just like, what am I going to even get from one beer? Like, yeah, I'll feel warm. I'll feel warm for a little bit. 
and like it might make make me feel like a little bit more handsome or whatever. Like it normally, <laughs> dude, you don't need like, a beer for that, man. Oh, I appreciate stop. it. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um, yeah, but like, I just don't. And also, like, there's a bunch of things. Like, everyone's experience is, is totally unique. Like, I've been around, you know, going out and like around people who are drinking and like, and I'm sober, and I see. I've been just been exposed ruthlessly to like people who are really drunk or even some kind of drunk and like it's just not something that I doesn't look appealing right yeah and like and one thing that like has kind of like clicked with me more recently is like like I mentioned like they're you know seeing people like fucked up that's one thing but like there are people that I know who even after one drink I'll notice like their mood changes very quickly and very drastically. And I'm just like, does that like, would that happen to me? Like, I don't know. But, um, that's why it's for me, it's like not even one because I realized like if someone else is capable of being a totally different person after one or two drinks, like I'm totally capable of doing the same thing. Like yeah. again, why even risk it? Cause I want to yeah. be, you know, want to be honest, all this good stuff. Um, yeah, but just I think just being like exposed to so much of that stuff, um, and kind of realizing like what it what it does for other people and what it could potentially do for me, you know, yeah. in connection with that, it's yeah makes it a little bit easier to say no, you know. Hell yeah, I definitely do. Dude, we've been talking for a minute. Bro. Oh hell yeah, bro. <laughs> we've been we've been fucking spitting for like an hour and a half, hour and forty. Hell yeah. Hour man. and forty four minutes. Dude, it, it flies by, doesn't it? I know. Dude, I know. when you when you get going, it'll it'll go by quick. Well, it's just I think especially this topic with like with you is like you're like one of the only people I talk about this stuff with, and it's just mm. like refreshing as fuck to like be able to like engage yeah. in that kind of dialogue. Dude, I'm, I gotta introduce you to more of my guys that yeah. are that are like got long long clean time, bro. Like yeah, like I I got guys that got like 30, 40. I know a dude with forty five years clean. Hell yeah. yeah. Got clean when he was 21. Good for him, wow. It's wild. That's a crazy time to do crazy. it. Crazy. Yeah. 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 It's uh like, I, yeah, I can relate to that stuff. Dude, Um, something that's, something that is kind of tough though is, uh, it's, it's tough, um, you know, like getting close to people that are, you know, are like just getting into it or, or like on the fence, on the fence with it. Um, with, with becoming clean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like um, like like how we were talking about when like people asked you or like come to you saying like yo like I've been you know thinking about wanting to do this like right. do you yeah. do you ever get those feelings where you're like dude just fucking do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's, that's but the, it's but it sucks because that's not so at all mean. how it works yeah um, totally like, like it's and and like being well, able like, to understand yeah. that and know that right for me it's like um you know just uh like that moment of just fucking do it is like. Like for me, people were telling me that for years, bro. Right. So I yeah. I always need to remind myself right. of that. And that's I never like tell people that. I yeah. tell them that's like my story of it is There you go. Yeah. Like, no one else told me like just fucking do it. It yeah. got to the point where I was fully convinced Yeah. that like to tell myself like that was something I needed to do. Um and so like I've had a ton of people reach out to me honestly and like yeah. encourage like anyone else to do so. Um to you as well. Um, but like, well, I'll listen, you know, I'll hear them out and they'll tell me all these things. And then if it gets to the point where I'll ask them, I'm like, 
are you looking for advice here? Like, like you know, because yeah. eventually people want to be told what to do in some capacity. And I'm like, here's like what worked for me is, like I said, like make sure if as long as you can make sure that it's something you really want to do, yeah, to quit or cut back, whatever it is, like take the time, figure that out, like make sure you really want to do it, and then it becomes a lot easier. Yeah, right. I love that, dude. I That's the, um, like only advice I ever give. Yeah. Because people, you know, people should only do what they want to do, but eventually, like, you know, yeah, you get my, to think about what you what you really want to do. Yeah, it becomes easy. Dude, same, very, very similar. The the way I always try to approach it is like how um, you know, like a lot a lot of people told me just fucking do it. Um, yeah, but that's, but yeah. it wasn't but it wasn't people that were clean and sober and in right. recovery. Right. Yeah. Um. So like, what people that are sober and clean and in recovery always tell me is like, dude, just Tell them what worked for you. Give suggestions. Give advice if they're willing to hear that. Mm-hmm. And then that's all you can do. Um, right. And if, dude, it fucks me up a lot of times. Because, you know, like seeing it, like every single day, I, you know, I see recovery doing amazing things for people in their lives. And then I have a lot of people that I care about who either went back out or like on the fence or really struggling. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, yo, like, like just like let me show you like these people that have such like drastically improved their lives. Like get this hope, like look at this, like hear this message, like just, you know, like pay attention and listen. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so hard because every time I get in that point, I always have to, you know, I really have to humble myself because I've, it took me fucking forever to, yeah. And it's tough because I was not ready to surrender for the longest time. And and I and I I like getting honest about this stuff because I I do think it is a fault of mine, because now you know now that I'm you know coming up on two years clean, sometimes I feel like arrogant or entitled to like really like shove some shit down someone's throat. Mm-hmm. Like yo, if you just look at the shit that I did, and I only do this the shit I do because people told me to do it and showed me how to do it. So right. you know why don't you just follow along in this in this chain of like people helping people like yeah. you need to fucking do this shit to right. if you really want to get right. clean um and like i'm i'm guilty of that bro because yeah. i have to i have to humble myself and remind myself right. like yeah i but yeah, you can't do it for them like exactly aside, aside exactly. from like being next no one to them could do every it second me. of the day yeah. like the only you know there's only certain amount of things that you can say and resources to offer and yeah then, you know exactly exactly and uh, for me, it also goes into the into the complacency of it, um, because I I catch myself getting complacent, where I can think, you know, I can think because I have a little bit of clean time, I work a you know I work a little program, um, you know I you know I have acquired some things, um, and I live a very different life today, you know I get I get in this frame of mind where it's like, dude, fucking I'm good, shit's going so good right now, like. You know, maybe I can like not go to this meeting tonight. Maybe I'll just take take a easy night. Right. Or like maybe I don't you know, I don't need to call anyone today. Like today's been a good day. Like I'm doing fine. Right. Um, and it's it's hard, man. Dude, so my my second year, like this this current year of recovery, there's been a lot of times where it's been harder than my first year. Mm-hmm. Um and and what's weird is I've heard other people say that too. Yeah. Um, like I've had moments where I've like genuinely questioned like Dude, like, I don't even know if I need to, you know, keep going to meetings or even like, mm. 
reaching out and talking to people about this shit anymore. Like, I think yeah. I got this shit. Yeah. You know, if I if I really didn't have this, there's no way I'd, you know, be clean for 21 months. Yeah. Which, in objectively, that's not even a lot of time. So right. I'm right. really, I'm really quick. Yeah. I'm really quick to let my, my ego take over. Yeah. And yeah, um, I think it's, you've probably thought about it in the way that's like, like you want to stay sober, right? Like, how did you get here? Yeah. And that's by calling people. Yeah. That's what whatever, I always you know, have whatever. to do is, is yeah. take it back to like, what, what the fuck was I doing when I first got clean? Right. Like, I need right. to be doing that. I need to be thorough. I need to be vigilant. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it also goes into the thing of like, you know, I need to, you know, just offer advice, suggestions and, you know, lead by example Yeah. rather than getting pissed off. When someone I care about, you know, doesn't, doesn't, uh, get clean right away. Right. Um, which is hard, man. And it's, I don't know. So like we were talking about earlier, how, you know, when someone asked me like being, being honest about stuff like this, that I like need to remind myself of, cause I, cause I fuck up this type of stuff. Like I'm sure I come off as an asshole sometimes to, to people <laughs> that I'm like, yo, like you need to fucking check yourself. Like, come on, man. Like I've been telling you the same fucking thing for months, dude. Like, if you're yeah. serious about getting clean, this is what you have to do. For yeah. months and months and months, I'll be telling people that shit. Yeah. And, like, no action on their part. And uh, and and getting honest about this type of stuff, like, it allows me to see that when, when I act that way and when I get mad and frustrated at that, really it's some shit inside of me. Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, you know, I'm projecting the fact that I was, I was mad at myself for not taking action in my life for so long. And there's shit in my life today that I'm procrastinating right. on. Yeah. So, you know, I'll take it out on other people like, yo, like, well, at least I'm fucking, you know, at, at least I'm here working a program. Like, I'm clean, bro. Like, yeah. you know, like, it's um, it's it's something so powerful about, um, like, getting honest about our faults like that and, yeah. and being able to pay attention to it. Right, because that's how um, you got here in the first place, yeah. right? It's just, um, yeah. yeah, being able to get a little relative and... Yeah. Yeah, I'll, uh, oh, also another thing that's good is, um, bro, I have, I have people in my life today that put me in my place. Yeah. <laughs> they'll put me in my place really that's quick because I'll, I'll yeah. say some stuff out of pocket and they'll be like, you know, what makes you think you got a lot of clean time? Or they'll say something like, yo, who's, who told you that? Yeah. And <laughs> they probably get more and more comfortable with saying this to you. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's important, um, to, to have those type of relationships. Yeah. That's honestly like yeah. what a good friend is to me. Yeah. It's just someone who like, obviously like anyone can be like polite or nice, but like someone who can kind of, who knows me well and can kind of be like, Hey Nick, like shut up or like, you know, yeah. Humble me. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. Yeah, dude. But dude, um, how, how are you uh, feeling about the big move? That's, oh, man. I, we, we can, that's, we can start wrapping it up here, but I don't, no, I, I want to yeah, get that yeah. in there, dude. I yeah, ask, so, um, wanted to ask you that. Everything is pretty much like not wrapped up, but like planned out. You know, I got my apartment lease signed. Um, Sweet. Sold my car today. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess just um, I got like a list of the furniture and stuff I'm gonna get, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be. I'm like so busy the next month and a half before I move. Um, yeah, I bet that it's just gonna be you know seeing so many people that like I won't get to see for a long time yeah well it's it's a big move man Austin's a bop yeah it's a bop and a half dude. yeah it's it's gonna be pretty it's nuts gonna be that, sweet like, though i know i'm so excited yeah it's, <laughs> it's gonna be pretty it. wild that like 
when I visit people now, I'll be fine. Like, there's no driving anywhere. True. Um, Unless you want to do a multiple day road trip. Not in my car. Not <laughs> in, not in my 04 Lincoln. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's um, I'm just uh, people have asked if I'm like anxious or nervous because I'm going there and I don't. There's some people that I know there, but no like friends I'm going with. And yeah. It's also my first time living alone in an apartment. Um, true. True. But like no nerves at all. Uh, it's just like it's good, man. Something again, like it's just something I know. I want to do and it's best for me um oh yeah the next stop on the journey so to speak um but i'm just so excited about it um, oh yeah texas yes sir you're gonna be wearing a cowboy hat and some boots whitewashed jeans next time not I see immediately you? not immediately <laughs> no i might i might become assimilated in the, in the culture but if i start okay. if i start singing country karaoke or whatever or going to hockey tonks then uh, <laughs> that's when you need to hold me accountable <laughs> Dude, that stuff's probably fun as hell. Yeah, probably, yeah I'm sure. It's probably fun as hell. I've, so I've never been to Texas, um, but I, re- I really want to go, man. I really want to go to Texas. Both you my, would, you would both my awesome. parents. Uh, I'm sure I would. Yeah, yeah. Both my parents are from Texas. Yeah. Yep. yep. It's kind of crazy. I never went. I guess I never went because they both like they're from Texas, but they moved out of Texas at early ages. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Book your trip. I'm getting everyone to visit. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Everyone's I can't wait bro. to come down and visit. Yeah, yeah. we'll hit uh, Joe Rogue's uh, comedy club. Yes, sir. I'll be best friends. I'll be best friends <laughs> with him by like December. Okay, yeah, bet, yeah. bet. I'll hold you to it. I'll hold you to it. Yeah, dude. Get start hitting up uh, jujitsu down there. Go to go to his jujitsu gym. I'm going to. I don't. I can't go to the one he. I don't think he goes to a gym anymore. He's oh, like really? a private guy. I'm yeah, pretty sure. But I'm going. Uh, to, that would I'm make joining, sense. I'm joining one that he's recommended. Oh. Was recommended by someone else. Okay. Someone else I know. Um, Sweet. Yeah, but actually, when I visited down there in um, March, I guess, so I visited twice. Once to, like, first check out the city and then second to tour apartments. When I toured apartments in March, I also went to the jiu-jitsu gym that I'm going to join. Spar, nice. spar with them down there. And, Hell yeah. Yeah, it seems, like it seems like a good fit, for sure. That's so, awesome, um, dude. Yeah, I, I got a good little setup there, and I'm really excited. Hell yeah. Dude, I couldn't be happy, happier for you, man. I appreciate it. Man. I can tell you're pumped yeah. about it. Yeah, That's it's true. awesome, dude. I love to see it. Well, dude, I, I really appreciate you coming on, man. We we talked first, about a lot of shit, man. First ever podcast for me, man. It was oh, yeah. uh, it's pretty fun. You made you made it you made it a lot easier than I thought it would be. Oh, yeah. cool, cool. I'm glad. All right, dude. Well, uh, that that'll be it for this up. And uh, thanks again for everyone who tuned in. And uh, we'll catch you guys next Sunday. Yes, sir. Oh yeah. I'll see you.